Welcome to the next episode of Becoming a Post-Growth Planner, Challenges and Obstacles to Changing Roles and Practices. Today, I have two guests with me, both, both sitting in Münster in Germany. Okay, I'm Lilina Kettner. I'm part of the working group um, of sustainability and special planning in uh, the Institute of Geography here in Münster. And I'm concerned with the forces of persistence in social ecology ecological transformation processes in uh, planning. And I'm Samuel Messner and I am uh, uh, I'm a professor for geography, um, but I'm teaching planning and uh, in a department of geography, which is kind of kind of a strange uh, combination, but it makes totally sense um, because we are um, bridging the gaps between um, a spatial planning and uh and, and geography we immediately jump into a recent experience that you've made and something that's really practical right next door to you you were part of an urban living lab the Correns lab and you made quite some experiences with what it means to temporarily change a street yeah we made very interesting experiences in this project it was a transdisciplinary project um and we worked with the city marketing as well as the planning department together and they called a traffic trial um, classified as a traffic test, which kind of comes from the European discourse about car-free inner cities and sustainability. Um, our students created conceptual-led ideas of sustainable, just and livable quarters. In the beginning, it was framed as an urban living lab, which have been implemented in a planning as a promising tool for experimenting the transition towards more sustainable cities. So it offers post-growth planning advantages like as an experimental tools. And um, well, the interesting thing was the position of planners, which in Münster is kind of special because the Münster marketing has a special role in planning here and um, they frame themselves like um, the enabler. We make your project possible and so they didn't want to get involved in terms of content and they were only responsible for the road closure. And meanwhile we observed um, very concerned bosses about this very new way of city making. And so the conditions were experimental and we were practicing post-growth ideas in the city, like circular, circular economies and knowledge tra transfer at a very low level. Um, but the implicit worries on the other side influenced the process strongly. And yeah, this is kind of the connection to the obstacles of post-growth planning here, I would say. Uh, the very um, interesting thing is that um, we, we, we're trying to break out, out of um, these established routines in terms of teaching, um, in terms of planning, and in, in terms of collaborating also. And by doing so, we were challenging also um, the, the routines and the, the modes of interaction the city administration had. So um, that was all a mess at the beginning and uh, nobody of us knew 
what the end could be and could look like. And um, that was quite challenging for, for all participants, for the uh, city administration as well as for us. Yeah, you've mentioned that uh, you were got quite some support and you were enabled to do that by the city of Münster, but there were also quite some concerns or implicit worries by some people, public officials, I guess. Can you explain in more detail what were these worries? So what did they worry about or what were they uncertain about? Well, the whole process of transforming this part of the city started as a traditional planning process um, driven by the union by the by our politicians and the city administration and it was involving also for planning um, agencies from Copenhagen Berlin and so on and um, they were all um, making their ideas about how this part of the city should look like and our concern was um, in our our drive well our idea was um, to jump into it and then to um, to to tell them well look our students are, are living here and they spent most of the day here in this neighborhood we do spend in fact more time here than at home and um, so we want to participate in way and um, well the the official form of participation was more in terms of information and we were not quite amused and uh, so well uh, we were kind of surprised of what uh, what has been presented before then, then we jumped into it and uh, said uh, we bring the local knowledge here on the street and we bring us on the street and we want to um, take part we want to join your game without being invited and i think if you try to do this and you yourself invite yourself to a party uh, this is uh it's going to be a good experience but uh, the first reaction was uh, who invited you And then, and then, well, and then the the whole process uh, went on, and I think the result is that um, the city administration was kind of um, and the public opinion, so to speak, is, was they were kind of positive about the result, and we noticed clearly the differences between um, a planning by local knowledge and planning by um, by planning agencies who come from abroad or from other cities. And, um, and plan and, and, and experiment their plans and to do their plans. So yes, I think we well, but well, there are, there are different objectives um, that come along with the current lab. And the um, I mean, the three days on the street is just one one objective, and I think that was a success. And then uh, we have a lot of other objectives we have um, in mind, and uh, we are still in the process of. Uh, reaching them to, to make it clear to our listeners the current street is just in front of your building so it's where many streets uh, where many students come along the street to visit lectures to visit you uh, to have workshops and so forth so these are actual users of the street which is very much made for cars as i have also experienced it you during this process what did you learn then about today's spatial planners yeah, that was something I wanted to say with um, with the experimental way of acting that they were um, identifying themselves with, but um, yeah, by by saying we don't want to tell you what to do, you can do. We are just giving you money, and um, 
inside this whole process, we were still acting in old logics and in growth oriented logics. And when we question what, what is success in this whole project, every actor will say, we'll have a different answer well i think um to be we should just explain to um to to the listeners that um uh so this was an alliance of um of the university of the applied university and the city and um they all came together but in fact it was not they all who came together but it was just a part of the city administration who joined in and that was city marketing who is um is part of the city administration, but has plays a kind of a different role than traditional planners do. We did not have too much contact to the tradition, the mainstream planners, whether urban planners or mobility and transportation planners. Um, that was really low level. So our our partner was basically the city administration and uh, so the city marketing, and um, that was first a big surprise to me because I thought, well, when 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 these institutions come on out in the street and they do something, then maybe the urban planners jump into and they do something. And I think my experience was they were just waiting and and, and, and looking at us and, and waiting um, until they see the output because it's too experimental for them. And city marketing, um, and of course, they had um, sometimes the same and sometimes different objectives um, with the current lab than we had, but um, but they were able at the end able to deal with that insecurity of experimenting planning. Yeah. They were able to do to deal with it because we were like um, forming the whole project kind of into their logics. Yeah, we were joining these logics. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's true, and um, and this is still the difficult process for us now. To um, and of course we had an, an academic and a scientific and a also critical planning um, related uh, objective, and um, and it's hard to communicate this critical idea of of urban transformation to a city marketing group who's whose task is to marketize the city. So you have at a certain point, you have to come together and to, um, to make, uh, to go on that street together for a few days. And I think it's now our task to reflect on the whole process and then to develop our critical ideas out of it. Uh, did planners join the efforts during these three days or afterwards, or was any, any of that more taken up even up? let's say after it happened, after it was visible, what it meant was which direction it could take? Well, you know, I think, well, city marketing and um, they were great and were uh, a great support for us. And without this group of city marketing, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have been able to, um, to implement the whole process. Uh, but the planners were not there, basically. I mean, very few of them. And, um, and, and then after the Corrin's lab, has been defined as success. Uh, now in urban planning, the current lab becomes more a um, kind of a slogan. It's, it's, it's sometimes scaring, actually. We were just talking before preparing here all these technical things here. Uh, um, we were talking about um, in, in, in which contexts um, the, uh, the current lab has been mentioned. And it kind of scares us <laughs> because, I mean, we, we started with the idea of an urban transformation 
and um, and a claim for participation, a claim, by the way, which we did not fulfill uh, ourselves, but um, we wanted to take part. And so we had a big idea. And then now we see where the current lab became kind of a brand, a brand mark, or like a like an, uh, a fixed idea um, by the city administration. And then we see, wow, is that our current lab? Is that really what we wanted? And uh, that's kind of scary sometimes. Uh, this is an interesting moment in this whole process for me. Yeah. And as you see, we are still reflecting <laughs> every day. Yeah, that's rather the opposite of what you would expect, that it's not marginalized or put aside, but internalized as some uh, factor of um, other policy around. But uh, from looking a bit back, would you say what could have helped to kind of strengthen a bit your original idea and to enable maybe also even post-growth ideas to better perform or maybe stick better um, in the whole process? Well, I think we were starting from a kind of naive um, starting point because, honest, to be honest, I did not have. I'm a, I'm an academic. I I can write articles and I can write books and I can teach ninety minutes, but I'm not I'm not trained to bring. I'm not an activist in my life, and I I was not trained to bring this to the street. And um, and I'm honestly I'm not good in collaborating on these political levels. Um, and, um, and I think that was a, the naive point where I got my ideas got easily absorbed and um, hijacked in a way, not in that negative way, but sometimes in a negative way, sometimes in a positive way. They got hijacked by the um, by the reality of the <laughs> living life. And I think this is something. I mean, we we had debated a lot about um, our ideas and. Um, and we had debated or during during the process. We were also um, debating about the, the post politicization of the living lab. But I think what we were not able was during these three days to um, to make a point and to claim and to counteract against the, the deep politicization of our thing. And that's something we should maybe if, if we would ever do this next time, I would say that. That should be a, a discussion before how to. Um, well, it would be easier now because we know these people, yeah, and we know the situation, and um, it was very easy to work together with them, and I'm very thankful for that uh, support. Um, but at the same time, I would say um, now, since we know better their logics, their vocabularies, and their ideas, um, it's it's probably easier for us to um, to place our ideas next to them. Does it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, think. then we got to a productive way of um, of activism or of mm -hmm. conflicts in this part. I'm I'm still um, searching the mm -hmm. conflict moment. I'm not I'm not I don't have an answer to this, but it was a um, in the reflecting um, process. It is a huge conflict in general, but the conflict wasn't um, visible in this moment. Um, but yeah, maybe we should do this more often, like transdisciplinary working 
uh, transdisciplinary project with students, with city um, policymakers, and as well administration. But um, I think maybe out of this trust that we built now, there can be a put, um, productive way of yeah. dealing with conflicts now. Yeah. And this is kind of the learning process is what we can deal with now and well, we learned it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so on yeah. our podcast is on uh, becoming a post-growth planner mm -hmm. so you have learned quite a lot during the past month uh, on what works what doesn't work and also on the obstacles that you've faced when mm -hmm. getting in touch to traditional mm -hmm. um, ways of uh, doing urban planning maybe mm -hmm. from all these experiences do you have some advice kind of what is what is needed, what is supportive of making a move towards post-growth post or uh, what do also planners need in, to be enabled to do this kind of move? Well, from my, from my perspective, we started in a, in, a, in, a, in a very strongly, in a very contested field of urban planning, which is uh, the mobility transition that is uh, related to the um, urban transition uh, it's related to um, participatory approaches to urban planning. Uh, so it's, it's particularly here in Münster, this is very contested because there's not a huge transition on participatory um, planning. Um, it's my perspective, at least. Um, and participatory tools are more informational tools here in, in the city. And uh, we were not able, as we said before, um, to address the, contest, the moment of contestation during these three days. So what I learned and what I'm thankful for also is um, that we, how we do have time and we do have the space to, to debate these, these issues after. So, so what I've learned so far is never stop after the living app ends. This is when critical planning starts. And maybe it should start earlier during the living lab or during organizing and doing the living lab. But, but in any case, it starts it starts after and reflection is very, very productive and very, very important. And it's also important that we don't do this here in this room and in our ivory tower, but we, we go out and reach out. And the trust Lena has mentioned before is very important, the level of trust uh, we build during these days. Um, so we are able, and I think I feel empowered to go out to the city administration to um, reflect together with them. And actually, that's what they demand also. They want us to reflect. So we, we would really fail if we, we just stay here and say, hey, that was nice. Uh, three sunny days. Well, just one sunny day with Münster, but uh, two rainy days, but three nice days. And, um, and that's it. So that, this is what I'm personally carrying on. And, um, and, and where I think it's, it's really important. And the other thing is what is important is um, uh, what was really great in this experience is to work together with people who have um, the, the critical capacity, the capacity to critically reflect on things, which is you and, and other colleagues who work together. And what reactions did you observe on the street by people walking by by other students other colleagues from other departments other faculties maybe um this is the one moment that i reflect as a very political moment is that um 
when we had a discussion with uh, city administrations on the uh, stage, like for everybody to listen. And um, then there was the moment when our students were asking questions and there was, a, I don't know, yeah, courage in, in one moment because it was, um, it was a project that was lasting like two semesters. Everybody was working just for this four days. Um, so many time, so so much time was spending on this on this target we faced. But um, then there was this discussion, and everybody was uh, emotionally um, loaded. I don't know how to say. It was very emotional in one. Yeah. And um, then they stood up and asked, raised questions to people they never talked to before and people who are making the policies here. And, and that was the moment where I felt like, oh, wow, we, we had kind of influence to people like our students and they were like kind of empowered in this moment. And that was the moment for me when I realized, okay, I don't, I, I maybe we didn't influence the whole planning process, but we are, yeah, mm -hmm. teaching activism in, in a, some kind of way. And critical thinking. I mean, yeah. they jumped in in a moment where we failed. Well, um, just talking about me, um, uh, not we failed, but I failed. I was sitting in that, uh, in, and I was part of that discussion group, and um, and I failed to address critical questions um, because I don't know. I mean, that's what what I, what I mentioned before. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm totally okay to 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 debate in an academic context, and I'm I'm trained to doing so. But I'm not that much trained to do um, to make critical points in um, in these contexts, which are strange to me. And then our students jumped in, and I was really impressed by this. Um, they they were asking the questions we did not ask, and and that was a moment of, um, of embarrassment, of mm. course, deep embarrassment actually, and um, and at the same time also I was very proud of them and very it was that was great. Yeah, so I would say this means that universities have a huge role in such change, but especially not only staff but and lecturers, but uh, in particular also students as a major part of university that can even be more critical uh, than some others because of their wide eyes on different parts of the urban life. I think that um, this was the logic I had said that if you're um, in a special position in this whole process of the project, like you were, it's it's a kind of different thing how you act in a discussion, and this is when logics are taking over. <laughs> Even if you're in the in the university, you are the critical professor and um, teaching critical theory or planning theory or stuff. But if you're on the street, you're some you are someone else kind of because yeah yeah i mean 
Uh, you, you teach your life all these kind of things, and then you invite Lord Mayor, and Lord Mayor comes and stays two hours on that on that ground. And I was so happy that he was here, and I would have um, I was feeling as like a host, and I tried to be polite, and um, and he was a very very nice guy, and um, also great that he he was talking to everybody of to to everybody to all students, and he took a lot of time um, discovering a little bit what 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 we've done and. But at the same time, that's probably not the moment where you where you come back to your critical questions and your critical thoughts, and then you jump into debate and then so on. You know, I mean, it's just like, that's just the wrong moment for me, at least. I don't. That was challenging. That was yeah. really challenging. So you had quite some different roles at that moment. You mentioned you were a host. Uh, you're yeah. on the way to become activists. You were a bit kind of interested in changing to a certain direction, may implementing some post growth. We were representatives of the university. We were part of the alliance together with the applied university and the city. We were teachers. We were, um, wow, there was a lot of things going. We were exhausted. You were exhausted. You worked so much for, for, for you know, the, the, the basic things, where to put this tent, where to put that tent, um, how to manage the um, corona um, regulations, and so on and so on. Um, and then at the same time, you should be... Um, a critical planner as well that's really difficult yeah so you've experienced quite a lot what it means not only to talk about change but to do it right next door uh, and even if it's for a few days uh, what it can deliver but also which obstacles occur just from bringing practicalities together on speaking out uh, in critical voices also to the public to politicians mm -hmm. Um, and also then finding words that really deliver a message, which remains a challenge, I believe. Um, if we take that to what's a final statement, maybe from all your experiences that you've gained in Münster, but also other locations, um, can you come up with um, finalizing the statement post-growth planning is? My position is not so connected with the current lab now, but... I think that the actual mission of planning is to weigh the common good. And at the moment, it's um, well, the moment lasts now a few decades, but the role changed to become a new liberal child that only reacts on issues or pretend to act in a sense of common good because common good came became equal to growth, kind of. And um, interested with this task, planning for me, gets a more important role to react actively, and there we have the activism again, uh, against growth coalition and re-establish values of livability and justice in our city and the rural areas as well. And what I mean is that, yeah, planning could formulate targeted targets of being not profit oriented um, and focusing directly content of sustainable ways and solutions that are not hidden behind a veil of injustice. And as a second order practice, like acting on other practices, it can never be passive in a way, and it's in every moment pol pol political and um, should be aware of that. And that's why I'm dealing with planning because uh, a little kind of hope inside of me um, yeah, is there that we have planning to 
kind of act or challenge capitalism. And this is yeah, this is what's um, my little activism in the in my projects are um, forced by. That makes sense to me. <laughs> Well, I guess post-growth planning is for me um, uh, working and um, constantly working on the um, on the hegemonic order that is um, that makes our society. So, in terms of uh, or from a post-political critique or a perspective of a post-political critique, I would say it is the constant um, pushing the 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 borders of what is possible or what seems to be possible. Um, towards any direction and um, to accept in the same time that sometimes um, there are very, very small steps in pushing these borders or working on these borders and sometimes um, uh, you don't work on it. It's just like you are within that bounded and, and that, that's okay as well. It's not, it's not a failure, a general failure. Post-growth planning is so it's a continuous process, but you always need to try at least to push these borders a little bit further. Thank you. So thanks a lot for letting us participate into your experiences, into what it means to take on also practical activism. If you teach critical thinking, what it means to get in touch with local politics um, and what experiences you also made when connecting with different departments of the city of Münster. So thanks a lot to Lilina. Thanks, thanks a lot, Samuel, for being part of this episode today. And uh, thanks to all our listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.